0: Yo. Hi. Hi. What's going on? Things. Stuff. Uh. How was the G20? You were there, right? No. The D20? Like G- a D20? G- oh, G20. 20. No, just because I'm Jewish? <laughs> no, this wasn't the, uh. What's the other one there? Bilderberg (laughs) Bilderberg that's it yeah that's exactly what I'm starting to think of now for some reason um, I was really I I was really fine today uh, and then I took a nap before this and now I feel very out of it groggy huh get you back into it we got some beers to drink tonight and does it sound okay to you yeah it sounds fine okay these headphones sound a little quiet, but sounds okay to you. That's... Well, you don't have your good headphones. You have okay, your they're upstairs somewhere. I don't care. These are fine. So, what have we talked about recently? Eh. Just looking at at our four twenty nine notes. Oh, okay. Uh, so we had the the Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week statement. Yes. Um. You can snort chocolate. I haven't read this, but you can snort chocolate. It's an interesting story. It's not a main show story, really, but uh, some dude saw this in Europe or something, and he is the, the United States. He formulated his own snortable chocolate. So he kind of, uh, he says, you know, he he uses, takes a hit of chocolate in situations where he would be drinking otherwise. <laughs> Does it so, get you, like, fucked up? It gives you, it gives you uh, some kind of stimulation. Sure, I can see that. Um, here, let's see. Snortable chocolate. Where'd that link go? There it is. It is insufflation of chocolate. Uh, okay, so, so you know, he's like some versions just burn too much, Anderson. And others times they'll just gray and dull. I didn't have and di- or didn't have enough stimulants, so he finally perfected his Coco Loco, snortable chocolate. Uh, <laughs> almost like an energy drink, feeling like you're euphoric but also motivated to get things done. I don't know. How many people are going to be okay with inhalating stimulant? It's uh, it's technically insufflation. Insufflation, okay. Uh, and I mean, that's what you do with cocaine, right? You insufflate mm-hmm. it. It's uh, what you do um, with heroin. You can do that with. Done both. They're very different. <laughs> um. So I mean, I I would be kind of the the right person to test this. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, hey, <laughs> you know, why not? Um, yeah, I, I would I would try it out and, and see, but I don't know. It's not illegal, apparently. You know, just just insufflating something is yeah. Oh, well, why why should it be illegal? It's okay. Probably seems weird to me because there is no legal. Common thing that people insul- insufflate. Well, insufflate. you know, there's no nasal sprays, right? Which I think I may have one. Right. You don't do that for fun. Right. So here we go. Mm. There we go. That's that's an insufflation. Yeah. So okay. there are legal things. It's just not not usually in like powder form. You don't right. see a lot of. But it's effective. I mean, the whole point is that there are lots of... It, it's a lot like suppositories. There's a lot of blood vessels and stuff up there, just like there is in your anus. And so if you get something in there, it goes there very quickly. Anal chocolate. Anal chocolate. See, that seems like missing some of the deal. <laughs> Well, it's like those coffee enemas, right? I mean, it was or, or like beer bonging beers in your butt. W- whether it was cocaine or heroin, I, and you know, I, I like I said, I have done these, but not for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I have done these in my 20s. N- none of them were about the flavor or the taste of the thing, and they, they were pretty gross. Sometimes the cocaine was t- it tasted like gasoline. Okay. Um, uh, probably more like kerosene, right? Isn't that what they used? Probably. And yeah, not not having a... <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Full vocabulary of yeah, your right. petroleum products. So, yeah, I imagine that you probably get some kind of chocolatey sense, sorting chocolate. So mm-hmm. th- there's that. The question would be whether it burns or not. I'm not sure. Well, apparently you came up with a formulation that it's not too burny, so... And uh, but as for giving you like a high of any sort, I don't, I don't know. I mean, cocaine is is, is a high. Heroin is certainly a high. Afrin is not a high. <laughs> <laughs> and most chocolate bars aren't a high. I don't know. Well, I think it probably has like guarana and ginseng and stuff in there too. That mm. kind of thing. So energy drink stuff is in this Coco Loco mix. So the cocoa is just sort of to make it easier or or, or more tasty to snort? Maybe. Maybe. And while we're talking about silly ways to get yourself quickly intoxicated, did you see my tweet about the beer stick? No. Search for beer stick. Go on YouTube and pull up beer stick. Actually, the tweet linked to uh, a more well-produced Video It does remind me of the people who used to put... Wasn't there thing about people putting vodka in their eyeballs? I don't remember that one. I remember people butt-chugging alcohol. Butt, yeah, doing the, doing the butt, right? And coffee enemas and things like that. <laughs> so here's the beer stick. <laughs> The one video that has the creators, it's like take your drinking to the next level. Let's see. It's one? basically a beer bomb, but there's a plunger at the it, end. It's like an pushes... aeropress, right? Yeah, someone's yeah. like uh, took an aeropress and basically it overpowers your gag reflex, I guess. <laughs> so... uh, which one? No, they don't. Have... It's not up in the uh, related links. Is it on the side there? Some dudes like in a yard with some snow in the background. No but yeah they're like they're they're the inventors of maybe yeah this is it here hey guys i'm ryan and i'm brandon and i'm justin this This is the no longer do you have to drink casually take it to the next level (laughs) no longer get to drink casually 24 ounces of your favorite beverage in just up to two seconds beer sick? there's no foam no mess and you can go at your own pace But like the des- the only problem is like the design's too long for you to like push it yourself. So that, like they put it against their bro's chest and <laughs> do their beer bong. It's a lot of carbon dioxide to be putting into your stomach at once, too. I guess the same it's with It's just bong, like right? beer bonging, but with a pneumatic cylinder. Yep. Yeah, so here he puts it up on his bro's chest and leans into it, Gone. i was going to show you guys how to use it. What's awesome about the beer stick is that you can do it at your own pace. I'm going to do one beer today, but you can do up to two beers. Make sure you hold on the mouthpiece tight. All these emails saying... Just just- if take a shot. I mean, if you want to get that... That much alcohol in you at once. It goes. I mean, I am impressed at how fast you can down 24 ounces <laughs> of beer at that thing. That's, uh, you know, I don't know how trained. Robbie's those guys. Those guys, you know, they don't drink casually anymore. They took their drinking right, to the next level. Right. But... but, I mean, so remember that a beer is porridge, right? There's a <laughs> lot of carbs and shit. Those guys look like they work out. I don't know if that's a good yeah. idea for them to be downing. <laughs> Oh, my tweet was, on the next Craft Beer Radio, we're going to, uh... Evaluate? <laughs> well, Beer Stick versus the Speak Low Barrel H. Beer Glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he meant... Well, if we'd have a short show, and it'd be very hard to, to judge. <laughs> it'd be funny, though. It would be funny. Um, I, you, I was out with Nick this weekend, and he said that he had tried Watermelon Dorado. Okay. And he said, first he liked it, and then it got worse and worse and worse. And... We sort of came to the conclusion that he had it cold, which we don't do on this show. Oh, so you got to have it icy. Yeah. It's cold, huh? So when he first had it, it, was like a lot of watermelon, and then the other stuff started to creep in. But we, of course, have our stuff at around 55, 60 degrees. Against the manufacturer's recommendation. Yes. <laughs> so that could be a reason why we, why we hated it so much and why some people still profess to like it. I think we need to beer stick it. <laughs> I think we need to drink it very, very cold and a beer stick. And a beer stick. I should write those guys, see if they'll send us a beer stick. <laughs> Are you need to use it? Sure. All right. <laughs> Only if I can push it against your chest. Sure. my bro. Sure. Oh, the Beer Safe Underground Beer Cooler. Oh, yeah. I should write and get all these gimmicky things. So, this is a German company. Uh, basically, it's this tube that you bury vertically in the ground. And it has a caddy in it that holds uh, six or 12 beers. And it has a little cap that you actually plant grass on. So, yeah. um keeps it watered. You know, you got to give water. But, uh, you know, it's, it says that. Uh, it keeps your beers cold for a long time because of the natural insulation. Right. Um, I think it would be pretty good for cellaring beers as well. Yeah, probably. Keep it. Oh, that's cool. Big Daddy Longley just fell straight yeah. down from the ceiling in front of Greg onto his notebook. There you go, buddy. Oh. No, that's too cold and wet. Yeah, this way? All right, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> okay. He's under the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it, it, like, a, that's one of those things where it's, like, laughable at first. Uh-huh. And you really... Like, eh, yeah. But, you know, that that's probably a better beer cellar than my beer cellar. Probably. Yeah, because that will that will probably maintain his temperature better. Mm-hmm. It'll be 50-some degrees, yeah. probably, or... You know, well, no, that's pretty close to the surface. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you put foam on top of it, that'll... Since that that's probably better insulator, so yeah. if you have a nice foam cap on top, and it probably is. I would hope, I would think that there's some or you know polyurethane or not polyurethane styrofoam insulation on there. So you would hope if it's just a plastic cap with some dirt. Yeah. Well, you you know for that grass to grow like that, you have to keep it watered, and that moist soil will evaporate cooling and all that stuff will keep it pretty cool. So, new species of yeast could help beer reach... I didn't even read the article, really. Something about a new species of yeast. Um, interesting. This is kind of main show worthy, but that's interesting. They found a, a new species of yeast at a much higher altitude than is common for Saccharomyces, Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Oh, that's right, yeah. Right. and But another interesting part is how many new spe- undiscovered species of yeast they anticipate are out there. Like, thousands. It wouldn't surprise me. So, and then it was... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was fascinating that, you know, that there's... And there's Intellifuck. <laughs> Still don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it looks like a big, like, um, horse enema pill uh, that <laughs> is packaged. Now, I'm pretty sure this is, like, you know, a bogus product. You know, someone made this up because it's too silly to not to be. A, it a says IntelliFuck. It has a Einstein in the background and then on the <laughs> Savannah there is a tiger fucking a rhino. <laughs> it says increased sex drive and IQ simultaneously. Real proven results the results has a little little uh um whatchamacallit seal on it. Uh increases Look at that! Spatial awareness, fuck speed, deductive reasoning, and fuck time. And on the background, on the bottom, it says: no headache, no diarrhea, no bone rot. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I always do want to increase my deductive reasoning and my fuck speed. Not necessarily my fuck time, though. I want that to. Did you order any of those doob tube doobie tubes, the the fake tampon weed? Joint holders, did you see that link I sent you? No, I did not. It was, uh, when you asked Nick about the, uh, lemon picture, I also sent you a picture. Oh. But when I was up at Kelly's Island in, like, the general store, they had some novelty items, and they had the fake tampon container joint holder, which was smell-proof, apparently. I see. And then right beside it, the fake tampon flask. You know, so I was going to get those because you know, I, I want to hide my whiskey and my, my weed. And your weed. Put it in my fake tampons. Do you, do you fake tampons. Because no one's going to check a tampon holder.
1: Especially
0: yep. one if he says, you know, fresh, like, you know, or not fresh, like used, he <laughs> used tampons. I'm not sure they're going for used tampons, but I'm pretty sure you don't carry those with you when you're done with them. And then there was this uh, baby doing penguin things, which apparently... He said, is very well-worn in penguin circles. Yeah. It's a good reaction. Yeah. But definitely not. I mean, I can see why you thought it was noteworthy seeing it for the first time, because it's a good gif, for sure. But uh, I've seen that one for quite a while. Yeah! The lady is like, whoa, chill out, dude. He's like angry. He's angry about it. Um. <laughs> Oh yeah, you you tweeted me about the great greatest American hero because Phil uh, Miller, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were yeah uh, supposed to do a pilot in 2014. And I was like, dude, <laughs> it's not getting picked up. I know. Um. Oh. Oh. Yes. And I'm going to London officially. Cool. Yeah. So if you have things for Greg to do in London. You mentioned you were going to ask Dave, mm-hmm. but I know Dave lives in the very tippy north of England, so that's uh, probably not the best. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you, you're going to run into him. A... Well, he might still know what to do in London. Yeah. Um, or not. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to tell somebody what to do in New York necessarily. So I told you find something that's more than 2,000 years old. That sounds interesting. I'd, I'd be into that. I have a whole weekend to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, well... One and a half days. So you know, figure I land around eleven thirty, get to the hotel. To the whole that Saturday I have and the Sunday I have, and then it, then it's a conference. Then I'm at a conference for three days. Use your uh, cockney rhyming slang when you're there. When you're talking with the people in the, in the sessions, my cockney. What, what, what do you mean, my cock? What, what cockney rhyming slang you mind? <laughs> Come up with an awful cockney rhyming slang and do your presentation in that. <laughs> Or your sit downs so or whatever you're doing. <laughs> okay, governor, here's what you do. That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> shine your shoes, governor. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be great. <laughs> so, what I want to go is, is someplace that that's cool, not too touristy, but it also is like okay with Americans. Okay. So you don't want to go into like the bars from Snatch or lots yeah, right. into smoking barrels, right? Um, Actually, I did a quick search. There is like a Guy Ritchie like criminal crime tour you can go on. I'm happy to stay on the on, on the on the crusty side. <laughs> I want the hobo to watch. <laughs> um. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I like boobs in California. Well, that's gonna be our song. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's, uh, he did the background vocal. I love that. It was so funny. He did background vocals of all that like Infowars type right. shit, and then he reads the lyrics to you know this perfectly reasonable bubblegum pop song. <laughs> you monster. Forgive me, friendly New Testament God. After you settled down and had a family. <laughs> love in California, living left coast time. I don't need to <laughs> warn ya, the babes out here are so fine. Shirts off, shades on, smash that on, on the radio. rocking Hit With the, the top, top down, down. is hella rad. Now here we go. It's hella rad. I love boobs in California, sand in California. California in California, and my staying in California. I love dogs in California, Heights in California, buffed up boobs in California are, California the, are the greatest boobs around. around. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are the greatest boobs. Daisy do so <laughs> high, the pockets are so, yeah. <laughs> Every day in Cali land is a weekend. <laughs> That's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> that and' his lemonade parody in a couple of episodes earlier was great too lemonade, uh which he was doing around and he's hitting all the the cars he's he's going oh yeah. oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah it's good episode a good good season mm-hmm. you know Titus is kind of given the spotlight for a bunch of episodes and uh it's uh mm. Um you know it's I think it's all, I watched I never did make it through the whole second season before because I didn't have Netflix, so I was trying oh. to get it off Usenet, and it was inconsistent, so I just watched the you know most of the second season into the third and uh and taking a uh, allegra I I, I I don't I didn't really like the end of the second season as much as what you know this new stuff, so yeah, I think the second season was like not as good mm-hmm. but third season was back to tippy top shape yeah. Right? Having um, Zan back was good. That's a good dynamic. Kimmy mm-hmm. and Zan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Task Rabbit, <laughs> <laughs> then she gets stuff. Oh, and she's like, you know, just get a 4 ride scholarship thing. <laughs> Talking to the guy who you know has worked super hard to get there. That was that's David Diggs. He was in um, Hamilton. He was oh, okay. Jefferson. Okay, and uh, in the first act, uh, Lafayette. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I've, I've, only, I've only watched it like once and don't really know the cast all that well, so. Oh, because I, I sent a, um, a better version up to you, a version that cuts in with like filmed the film oh, okay. stuff and uses the soundtrack for most of it. Oh, okay. So. Kind of like a, uh, what's that called? When like kind of the... Um, You know, the Star Wars versions, right, where they cut together, like, the best bits. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Like, you can get most of the DVD, except for when it gets Lucas shitty, they'll put put the laser laser disc disc stuff in, you know, things like that. Right. That's the idea. Uh, What do they call that? A fan mix, or? Yeah, I forget. Something like that. I don't know what else we've been watching. Uh, Glow was good. I guess there's gonna be a second season of Glow, Glow. Okay, yes, sir. I mean, I, I don't know. Like it, it ended right at the premiere filming, and it it could end there. Like you know, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a self-contained story, you know. And I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it will have a second season, but I'm not sure it needs a second season. You know, because you know it's about this achieving this thing, and they get there at the end. Don't know. Don't know mm-hmm. either. I haven't been watching too much TV lately other than Kimmy Schmidt Glow, I think that's about it. Yeah, I don't... I haven't... I've been playing... I've been replaying Mass Effect. I played Mass Effect 1 and 2, and I'm on 3 now. Okay. Uh, and uh, Mass Effect 2 was awesome. Mass Effect 1 was, you know, a little rough going, but it had its, definitely had its moments, and it was really good. Mass Effect 3 started out really bad, got a lot better and now it's gotten kind of shitty again okay sort of what I remember um I just want to see if you know because I hated Mass Effect Andromeda I wanted to see if oh okay if if Mass Effect was like is it still good and yeah especially the second game yeah still good okay but um so it is true that Mass Effect Andromeda ruined everything killed a franchise killed a franchise bastards well Mass Effect 3 almost did that essentially because I know the end of Mass Effect 3 it's uh, total shit. It's basically they they take a premise that has not really been explored throughout any of the three games and slap that on with a Deus Ex machina. Sounds from the last twenty you minutes. Yeah. Told me about this before. Found a um, project I'm working on on the printer now. Oh, and... I didn't explain. Well, before you finish that, okay. I wanted to explain finish my thing. No, oh, okay. The the, the the worst thing about it was not that the ending was necessarily bad because it was, but it was that when everyone, like <laughs> virtually the entire internet or what, whatever there was at the time, complained. Yeah. Instead, of, instead of being like, okay, well, maybe we can fix this, they said, well, no, you have to listen to our artistic vision. <laughs> and so they they like, doubled down and said, <laughs> this is our artistic vision. For, the, for the, entire, the entire game, the entire point of the game, Mass Effect, the name is, is a subtle, not so subtle thing where they're saying you as a player can have an effect on the story. Okay. and they kept saying in their marketing "You, it's your story we're just giving you the tools to tell your story and at the very end they say no it's our story and if you try to say you don't like it then you're impugning upon our artistic integrity it's that kind of fuck you at the audience <laughs> that gotcha. that really you know turned me off but I was hoping that a drama would be better but it was like even even a worse fuck you because it was like remember all the shitty things about Mass Effect uh, and uh, what if we made that and took out all the good things and made it sort of a pastiche of, of, made it sort of seem like Mass Effect and like had the same races and stuff like that, but none of their interesting characteristics? And then we made all the dialogue real cheesy and dumb. Wouldn't you like <laughs> that? And what if we also release it with a ton of ridiculous bugs that would crash your game all the time? Those are fun. Those are fun. So like any, like, sing, like, you could take one of those things, right? But man, a whole, all that shit together. I was playing a little bit of Skyrim. I haven't played it, in, you know, probably seven, eight months. Kids wanted to watch a little bit of Skyrim, so I was playing it. And I was on this one mission. I was going to this one building, and I didn't have any waypoints nearby, so I had to warp in, you know, fast travel to a place and then, uh-huh. like, swim across a lake. And,. Two times in a row, it froze like 10 steps from the door. <laughs> it's like, damn it. I've never yeah. had it actually consistently walk up mm-hmm. in the same place, like 10 steps from the door. Uh, so the third time, I fast-traveled to the other side, and they came in another way, and then I was, you yeah, know, fine. Through. But yeah, and then, you yeah, know, it's just the, the most frustrating. I've talked about this before, but on the uh, original Xbox... Uh, a game that I had fun playing was Pirates of the Caribbean. And it wasn't a Disney thing. It was just a pirate game. And so it was quest-based, you know, a lot like a Skyrim game. You could be warring and try to take out, you know, Spanish bullion ships and stuff. Or you could just trade all day and uh-huh. do trade missions, you know. So there's a bunch of different things you could do. But it would have bugs where a quest would get stuck open. And you wouldn't be able to complete it. You would talk to the guy you're supposed to talk to, and he wouldn't give you the right dialogue. Right. You know that kind of thing. Very frustrating because if you didn't have a save to jump back to to try it again, uh-huh. that quest was broken. Yeah. Broken. So if the rest of the game is fine, then you you can you deal with bugs. But when that's like on top of a bunch of other things, then bug is really egregious, and then yeah. you just yeah. Yeah, for Skyrim, it's like I said. I've, I've had the Xbox 360 freeze up several times during Skyrim. Never twice in a row in the exact same, like, ten steps from the door. That was crazy. And the best uh, Skyrim-esque game that I've played is Horizon. Horizon takes all those Skyrim stuff, makes a great story out of it, too. Okay. Because, I mean, the the story in Skyrim is kind of bare. (laughs) You can do whatever the fuck you want, and you can... Yeah, I'm I'm basically a god. Yeah. So, there's... It's weird you're you're a god, but then every once in a while some little motherfucker will come by and kill you in like three shots, uh-huh. and you're like, what the happened? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying about your printer, oh so uh, came up with an idea i have remember I think I've showed you but nice Kellogg's me. was giving away um kind of a, a kind of a google cardboard type thing
1: okay and uh,
0: so I have a couple of those, and they never. Wor- I mean, they worked okay, but like Kellogg's never published like what the parameters were, so you could not use. Pretty so you could use things other than the Kellogg's thing, mm-hmm. and I I found that one that was kind of close, but the focus wasn't so great. But what I going, what I'm trying to do now is there's a couple, bunch of models for Google Cardboard. Printing those out, and I'm going to use the lenses in the Kellogg's thing. Nice, yeah. I have oh. I have two of those at home. There we go. The the um the lenses that I have are smaller than many of the designs, so I'm going to try like modding the. I Found this really nice kit. It prints in a bunch of different pieces, but the uh, you can adjust the width between the lenses. You can they're on threaded things, so you can adjust the focal distance on them and stuff like that. Interesting. So that that whole this won't go into. Oh huh. uh, yeah, I mean. That's the bottom hole, yeah, so I it kind of makes sense that my one would be a little bit smaller. You could file it up, maybe I' just I was just curious it's, yeah so but uh, so you know, it just seemed like a neat project, and this was a it's a really nice design for a Google cardboard i mean it you know like I said, it has all the adjustability, so i'm gonna try printing it out because it'll also be one of the most uh complicated assemblies of the printer so it's kind of a just to see how well the tolerances work on a more complicated thing um which is funny that i want to do this because i was looking at other things and i was like of the mindset oh i don't want to print out someone else's work and just assemble it but i don't know for some reason you know since i have the lenses you know Uh and there's some, some decent apps for google cardboard you know 3d apps that i thought it would be worthwhile and so that's what i'm working on right now um I was printing kind of the big face shroud part and I was running out of filament. So I tried pausing the print and switching in out the filament cause I have more of the same filament and I got reloaded and I had resumed the print, but then the, the filament got jammed and I had to uh. fill the print anyway. I was like, son of a gun. I uh, just hadn't realized how low I was, but I was also thinking that I knew how to, Replace a filament mid-print because that's a thing that people do do, Mm -hmm. but uh, for some reason, it got jammed up. Anyway, are you done with the with the flexible filament? Uh, for right now, I don't have any immediate things. I'm just curious. Oh, you know what? No, there's a there's a neat. I could print you one of these. There's a flux on. Go to Thingiverse, and it's typically like on the front page. Uh, if I could print that with flexible filament. Now, this might be one of those things that's a little too complicated for my printer. Um, scroll through those right here. Go through all about. Nope, not that. That. So it's this kind of iguana thing that's hollow. That would be pretty cool, flexible, if I could actually get it to print. Hmm. So that's what I was thinking about trying. Go for it, yeah. It won't be multicolored. Unless you give me a new printer. <laughs> Why would I do that? Oh, you wouldn't. <laughs> Shall we do the show? I think that's a great idea.